0: I had friends from OSHA that were on gravy yeah and we went to bridge and we were not allowed to talk yep and it was like it was explicit it was like you do not make eye contact we you were do allowed not talk. to talk you were but David, we weren't David yes.
1: David Lim our director of GRV told us at competition like everyone's gonna be looking at you because you're the new kids yep I want you to be the kindest people you can be I want you to say hi yep. to everyone and yep. I remember the moment at uh Mm, wad bay area and then we cross paths with young mm-hmm. skulls club mm-hmm.
0: ysc yep. and we're like hi guys and everyone nope, goes no nope. mad dog because our lives literally depended on it yeah. because if we had flinched that would have been burpees that would have been laps. like we would have yeah. it would be it would be punishment
1: hey the steezy podcast is brought to you by us steezy studio the number one dance app on the app store and google play store with over 1 million downloads we provide curated online dance classes taught by the world's best instructors why did we create steezy to help you reach your dance goals one step at a time whether that goal is to perform with the biggest and best musical artists in the world or just be the life of the party at your cousin's wedding i'm your host clay Boone's let's get to it so danielle moulton hello <laughs> orange county high school of the arts and oh. ucla graduate yes hip-hop Former hip-hop coach, current hip-hop coach at PV, former, former, former hip-hop coach at PV,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Peninsula, Uh, leader of Vimo, LFG, dance Mm crews, Steezy Studio instructor, period. But of course, the most important credit, a really dear friend.
0: I mean, (laughs) it's whatever. (laughs) We out here. How's it going, Danielle? It is. It's so good. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. This Uh is such a beautiful space.
1: We love having you here. As you can tell, you've been in how many how many three quarters one song?
0: I'm really a veteran out here in the streets. Wait, how many of it? Four?
1: Four? That's it's pr- I, think that's, I think that's more than anyone else. That's wild. Maybe like maybe Carlo or someone has maybe been in like, maybe. But yeah, no. That's it's because wild. it's because it's not because you're just just one of the great dancers. It's also because you're one of the great reactors. Because mm. you're the ultimate hype woman.
0: I really am. Everyone knows that. I pride myself on that. You
1: should. I really do. Be- because. What it is is a lot of people can hype people up, but not a lot of people can make a person feel genuinely wonderful about themselves through that hype. You know, sometimes it's wow. it's, like a, it's like a it's just yeah, like it's this. Like they... You do more than that. Yeah. You're like uplifting them through generations of their life. They're just like Ooh. just they're, they're, they're props to you, props to your family, <laughs> props, props to, to your, your skills, bloodline, and- <laughs> love your outfit. You know, yeah, it's it goes deep. So. I
0: love that. I'm really thankful oh, for wow. that. Wow, thank you for voicing that. Of uh, course. Oh, let me- <laughs> i think i mean that process just now you've now hyped up all of my previous generation there we go up to that's why i like to hear a two-way street yes love from, from
1: all sides of the family mm-hmm. yes <laughs> this is what we love here so danielle today we're gonna chat about dance yay like we always do my and we're favorite. gonna talk about your your life your journey yep. some of your thoughts on um on maybe like the competitive scene Beautiful. as well especially yeah. because you you have two competitive teams mm-hmm. and i don't know how one person can upkeep that mm. and with all of the the way that life yeah. happens around us it's kind of wild mm-hmm. but let's start from the very beginning let's get right it. now mm-hmm. before actually before we get into all that i did want to mm-hmm. ask something Ooh. so um on may 17th 2020 you had your first bloody mary tell me about that
0: how did how did you okay well yes we were deep into um quarantine okay and it was around the time when okay at the very very beginning of like this pandemic there was like a trend going around where people were like sending you shots on like social media, and like you had to take nobody sent me cons- shots, and, you know what I mean, like, and <laughs> I, I, I declined them. I Boost. <laughs> we weren't even there yet. No, you're right. But, um, they would be like, Oh, you have to drink because everyone was at home. Everyone was bored. Okay. So then if you got tagged, it was like the push up challenge. Uh, except instead of push up, it's like I nominate you to take a shot and you had to do that. Got it. I didn't want to participate in any way, shape, or form. Okay. And then I realized that I was a lightweight and I realized mm-hmm. that I was severely underprepared. And I don't know what happened to me in May, but I was like, I'm a train. <laughs> I was everyone like, I'm, I'm like, a build up this, this tolerance. To train? You thought so too. I'm a build it up. It. And I didn't like, I just don't like alcohol like that. Mm-hmm. And the thing I haven't tried is, like, savory. Like, mm-hmm. like the people do, like, pickle juice. Yes, and they do. Al- you know, stuff like that. So I was like, okay, let me see what this Bloody Mary is about. Yeah. And I walked over to this local Walmart. I got myself a little bit of that mix. Mm-hmm. And I tried it. I like it better than sweet wow. drinks. And I didn't think that about myself. And so, yeah, that was why I had my first Bloody Mary. And I did enjoy the experience. Like, I would like... I'm not jumping for joy at alcohol at sure. this moment, but if I had to pick, it would be something more like on the less sweeter side. Wow. Yeah.
1: How did you make that? I don't like, worry about it. Anybody. Not you
0: <laughs> unlocking a core memory for me, me right now. <laughs>
1: Bloody Marys are just gazpacho to me. I love gazpacho. Uh, I, I do too, honestly. <laughs> but I like I like my alcoholic beverages. Like my my uh-huh. whole passion outside yeah. of dance, yes. is whiskey and, and cocktails, right? But for some reason. I don't know something about Bloody Mary something about micheladas. Mm-hmm. I, they don't really do it for me. It's not what into, I like from these things. Is in it particular.
0: is it the taste that you can't get into? Or is it how it goes down? Like, it's what about
1: it? I enjoy. I do actually enjoy the flavor. Okay. I think what it is, is that drinks are often a moment for me to either rest mm-hmm. or for me to engage with other people. And in none of those times do I think Gaspacho sounds really <laughs> good right
0: now Tomatoes. you know what I, do you know what i really okay. want to have
1: between this conversation it, tomato <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. you know
0: okay <laughs> so Fair. it's Fair. just
1: and then i i like i had a michelada recently yeah and like again and i tried it and i was like
0: yeah it's not it. it's a lot
1: it's just really it's like super tangy okay
0: and yeah
1: i don't know i don't know okay. I, it's just it's just something about it
0: Okay, but follow up question. Okay. So, what beverage makes you feel like okay, I do want to connect? Like, what is your mm. choice? Like, yeah, what what alcohol for you makes you feel like yeah, I want to connect with people? Or it, I feel okay doing that. If
1: it's not gonna be just neat whiskey, mm-hmm. like Jack Daniel's just released a uh, Jack Daniel's Bonded, which is amazing. It's nothing compared to their like Old Number Seven. There's like standard one you can find at most bars, uh-huh. but now the Bonded is like at every Costco now and it's like 27 bucks for a bottle and it's ridiculously good and this is coming from a person that has around like 60 bottles at home yeah right like this is the most one of the most ridiculously delicious affordable like whiskeys but it wasn't that yeah if wasn't that it'd be a Sazerac cocktail
0: what is that love
1: a Sazerac it's a uh, Sazerac is, you know, have you had an old fashioned or, you know, what I an know. What is, yeah. Is? yeah. So Sazerac is kind of like a, like a similar way to build okay. your drink. It's still mm. a whiskey beverage, but you would do a absinthe rinse. So just a little bit of absinthe. A lot of times people put in like an atomizer or just like a spray bottle. Uh-huh. So they can just get a light flavor of like anise. And then you have sugar, you have Peychaud's bitters, and you add your, um, rye generally now originally it was cognac but uh-huh. rye and then um you use a lemon peel uh wow. instead of an orange peel that you mm. normally do and you just express that on top anyways it's a whole thing i don't know why we're talking about this right now no, I, I
0: love it <laughs> i love it because oh i love it because you're so passionate about it
1: i really love it like
0: that that like to see someone who's so like <laughs> happy about what they're talking about or to share that that's so that makes me happy Thanks, okay i need you to figure out like after this, yeah. what my drink of choice is going to be because right. I need to be an a- adult, dude, and I need to be able to like have a little cocktail and still. Do you want to? You want to ju- just come over in the next few weeks or something,
1: and then I'll look I'll, at
0: how the universe manifests.
1: I'll find a way to, to make wait, something. please. Damn. I need.
0: I just need to figure out something that I can tolerate yeah. and still like. That's feel my good.
1: favorite thing to do. I love. <laughs> I would I, love I want to help. No pun intended. Distill yeah. your your mindset and your understanding into what is something that when you're at a bar you would pick it because you enjoy it, not because that. it's a le- less sir of all evils. Yeah.
0: Ooh, that's definitely where I'm at. Okay. All right. So that's how we we'll do that. That's period.
1: Yeah. How about that dance, though?
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's like, all right, nice interview. I'll see you later.
1: Yep. Here we go. We'll start light and we'll go a little deeper. <laughs> okay, right? sounds good. Um, so Danielle, something that I want to know is mm-hmm. a little bit of a basis of your like dance journey. Yep. I mean, I know, I know you're from Brooklyn originally, yes, right, Yes, I am. but I don't know how you know you came out of California yeah. and something yeah. like that. So why don't you give me a little bit? Of that I feel basis. like I'm
0: on hot ones right now. And this is like really fulfilling, <laughs> like a dream of mine. How are you, How do you know these things? <laughs> um, so okay, yes, I was born in Brooklyn, New York, but I didn't stay there uh, for a long time. I stayed until I was like, it was like three. Mm. So like, I don't even remember that and then moved over here to California. And how I like, broadly how I started. Um, was with gymnastics. That was my whole like childhood. So that was up until I was 15. So Mm. I did that for eight years. And it was like competitive.
1: Did you want to join gymnastics originally? Oh,
0: I didn't really have a choice. Uh. I enjoyed it recreationally. Mm -hmm. So like going to the gym and like tumbling, like I had a good time with it. Yeah. And then um, I got put on the competition team. Mm -hmm. And from there, like, I enjoyed doing something, but not at that capacity. Sure. And it wasn't until later on in hindsight, the reason why I liked gymnastics was because of floor exercise. But that's where oh. you got to perform. That's where you got to dance to music. And you have to blend oh, it together. So yeah. I liked performing. I did not like gymnastics. Interesting. So in that sense, like I enjoyed being there, but the physical aspect of it was obviously very tough. Mm-hmm. Um, And I did that competitively at a very high level. So I trained yeah. with Kyla Ross, Michaela Maroney, like I trained with Olympians. That was my track. That's what I was supposed to do. So it's, it was also weird to see like Kyla at UCLA yeah. and I was a dance major and she's over here in the gym and she's like, Hey, and yeah. I'm like that's an Olympian. And I trained with her. <laughs> I'm out here doing what? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I was supposed to do it competitively mm. and I burnt out. Like, I hated it at a a certain point. And I remember having an injury that was so bad that we went to the doctor, and the doctor was like, If you continue to train at this capacity, you won't be able to walk at a certain age. And I looked at my mom and I was like, I'm not doing that. Where was the injury? Back. It was your back. And that's crazy how bad. We'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. (laughs) But it was back in a lot of my knees. I had um, things that were going on with the growth. What was it? Um, In my heels. Oh. Like, it's the um what is it I would have to put like like little cup things as I do floor because of the landing but it would like stunt my growth so yeah there was a lot of injuries that happened within that and then once I heard that from the doctor I was like I'm not gonna do that yeah but then my mom who is someone who is now very supportive of my dance career was like in it to win it. She was a gym mom. She was like, you're going to go to the gym. She would watch rehearsal, like our practices to the point where like I would do something and I would look back and she would like literally correct. Like that was where we were at. And she was so heartbroken when I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. You've been
1: doing it for for so long.
0: We like, we, Like, based our lives. There was a point where my dad moved to Vegas for his job. But we were still training at this gym in Costa Mesa, which was, like, the prestigious gym. Mm. So we moved to Vegas. But we, for a year, drove down every weekend. And we lived in hotels so we could go to this gym. Wow. So this, was, this, is, this, yeah, was, this is a was, lifestyle. Yeah, this was like we based our life around it. She wow. based her everything around it. And again, I'm probably the goal was for me and my sister to be Olympians or yeah. us to get to that point. So I can now understand as an adult how devastating that is to yeah. have that life change. But at that time, I didn't understand what that meant. And I was just like, Okay, my mom hates me. And it was to the point where like, we didn't talk for like weeks after this happened, because she had to process I didn't know how to figure it out. Yeah. And then after that happened, it was around the time when I was going to go to high school, mm-hmm. and I had been homeschooled for gymnastics. Wow. So I didn't go to middle school. I, I stopped at third grade and then went into homeschooling so that I could be at the gym more. and I could be in a certain group that came in the mornings. yeah So again, now that completely shifts everything because yeah. now I'm not doing gymnastics. So she's like, okay, I'm going to try to put you in a high school. She didn't want to put me in a public school. So we saw this ad or she saw something for OSHA, which is Orange County High School mm-hmm. of the Arts. And- like, given the fact that I loved watching So You Think You Can Dance, I would just dance to, like, Michael Jackson music video, just, like, in the house. Yeah. So she was like, I don't, like, I want you still to be active, so I guess I'll put you in dance. And oh. she was like, there's an audition that's happening. And she was, like, put you in dance. Well, she was like, this is the only other option. And yeah. I was like, okay. Like, yeah. I didn't know what I wanted to do. All I knew is I wasn't doing gymnastics and yep. I had free time. Yeah. So then... It was like oh there's an audition happening in like three weeks and i want you to try it and Mm. i was like okay so i enrolled in it was a studio called jimmy DeFore. it's no longer open but in costa mesa and i took two weeks of beginner tap ballet jazz and i just crossed my fingers and i went to this audition i don't and i when i say i finessed my way into this (laughs) art school i finessed and i will say that i truly do believe that the only i did not get in on talent i as as a dancer (laughs) no way but I flipped yep. and I was the only black girl there. Oh. So I know I know what was up. Wow. And I'm grateful for it in this moment because I wouldn't be here if, mm-hmm. if not. But yeah, I finessed my way into an art school from being a gymnast. So that's kind of how that first started. Um and then in in OSHA or at the high school, I was the bottom of the barrel yeah. throughout my whole four years. Um, because I didn't have technique. I didn't understand the etiquette around how to take class or how to be a student. Um, and also the technique that you need to turn in gymnastics is so different from the way that you turn as a dancer. Oh. So I had to completely rewire the way that I like moved my body. Mm. And no one coached me through that. So I had to just kind of Figure that out on my own while I was still being graded for my technique because it was an art school. Yeah. So as a commercial dancer, like that's what you're like, the first week you go through auditions and you get put in groups. Whoa. So I was always in the lowest group of my grade. So, so
1: my, I mean, these groups are they're based on performance? Yeah, they're
0: based on like your performance. And like, it's part of your grade, but then there's the better of your grade or people that move up two groups because they're good or people that stay back because they aren't Uh, proficient enough
1: that's kind of like a lot of like that's like asian schooling Mm, very much yeah
0: so i mean it felt kind of like home (laughs) (laughs) so i kind of assimilated real quick um but so that's how that was so then i experienced just like fighting for my life through these classes but then it wasn't until junior year where i went to hhi and then uh-huh. I saw what hip hop was yeah. or like what it could be. And
1: hip- HHI is Hip Hop International. It's this really big competition, yep. worldwide yep. dance competition. Yep. And yeah. the first
0: time there was someone, I was in like an elective jazz class. Okay. And one of the girls was like, do you want to do like an after-school like hip hop thing with me? And I do not know what compelled me to say yes. <laughs> like I cannot, I cannot, there was no reason for me to say yes. I had no, re- anyways, I said yes. Yeah. I went and I decided to do it. I don't I really don't know how I did it. Shout out to uh wildcard crew. There's no video and you will not find it. And watch I, me. No, like you watch me. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I'm gonna <will> find that. <laughs> The moment when you realize that your life is going to change because you're about to expose me. Okay. Oh no. Damn, why did I say Okay, here we go. So we prepare like severely underprepared but it. like the grit was there okay and again because of my competitive spirit from gymnastics yeah. I was like I'm gonna win this thing mm. um we came in with like the t-shirt store costumes like I love it I thought I was gonna win yeah it was giving 24th out of 25th place okay and not de- less. okay not eh, but I was devastated yeah the com- I was horrified yeah at that and I just I cried for days and I was, I was so embarrassed. But then I watched the competition and I like witnessed what it was like to win it. Mm. And I like, I was like, I'ma do that. I was like, that's what I want. And then to see hip hop in that like stage and that space, I was like, I want to feel like that as I dance. And Mm. I knew I didn't feel like that doing jazz, ballet, tap or where I was at, at OSHA. Mm. So I went back like inspired beyond belief. And then that is where I kind of started my like journey into hip hop as opposed to training in those other styles.
1: And and before you did Mm -hmm. HHI, did you have an understanding of hip hop dance?
0: Sort of, Um, In this is so random too, but in Vegas, um, the gym that I worked at or the gym that I like rehearsed at um, after like we moved there, like for sure, for sure. um, They had an instructor Mm. that was part of Cirque du Soleil. And he was a popper. So the owner of the gym had a son who was training with him. And they're like, oh, why don't you just like hop into these classes? Because they saw my floor routine and they saw how I was was performing. So it was kind of like, oh, why don't you just uh, hop in there? And I did. And then I like liked doing it, but nothing really like came out of it. And so so from there, I noticed like, okay, I like this type of music Mm -hmm. or like popping or like the funk style music is something that I resonate with. So when I hear that, I'm like, okay, like I, I kind of. I, I feel like I sit up a little bit more when I hear that. So again, as opposed to the music I was hearing for jazz, ballet, tap modern, yeah. I would go to hip hop and I'd be like, Okay, I feel like I resonate with it more. I yeah. enjoyed this class more than the other ones. Mm. But that's the that's like the level of awareness that was at. I just knew that I enjoyed it more. I didn't know that that was something that I would want to dive into later.
1: That's a really big thing, though, is, mm. is how how music how music like influences what we want to learn Uh, how we want to dance because a lot of people ask like you know i want to start dancing what should i do and a lot of times the answer is like what kind of music do you like listening to yeah because like i I didn't I didn't like g funk and like popping mm. music originally I listened to a bunch of like electro yeah. and, when, and I'm from Atlanta and when mm. I was in Atlanta I didn't enjoy hip-hop like I, mm. I I listened to like Slipknot and My Chemical yeah. Romance right <laughs> period yeah but then when I moved to California for some reason like I started appreciating hip-hop a lot more mm. and I started listening to like Das FX and mm. like MF Doom and yep. I was like mm. oh my god like I got interested in like because I like puns. And then and so that it makes me think of wordplay. Yeah, i got really interested in wordplay. And then I started like listening to lyrics instead of just hearing beats. So Mm -hmm. I think that's a really funny thing. Because it's like, I wouldn't have really got I wouldn't have become the popper slash dancer i am today because i'm not a pure purist popper Mm -hmm. but i wouldn't have become that person if i didn't start listening to like g-funk music like on its own yeah and actually enjoying that which is funny because you know like boogie frantic Mm. like he doesn't even listen to that type of music like he (laughs) loves like like esta he looks like calm, like just like i love that yeah so it's you don't have to do that to be the dancer but i think it's a good basis for like Mm. starting your yes style. Absolutely. So so did you feel you resonated with hip hop dance?
0: I would. Mm, that's a different question for me now. Because mm. when I hear that question, I would answer it like, did I feel like culturally I matched up? Sure. And at that time, no, mm. because it wasn't until recently that I felt like I stepped into my blackness more.
1: So you, you've you've always leaned into your Japanese very side. much
0: very much. So because of that, And again, that's where there's anti-blackness within this Mm -hmm. that I had to realize within myself. Sure. But again, I felt like that music was dangerous Mm -hmm. or that it was something that I shouldn't be listening to. And again, that is from things from my parents or things growing up. And again, there's so many layers to that, but I didn't, yeah, but I didn't really identify with it. Like I understood that like I like hearing it but did I resonate with it? Mm -hmm. Or did I feel a pull from it? No, not Mm. at that time. And it wasn't until again, recently that I understood, like, now I know what that feels like. Mm. And if I had that awareness before, maybe I might have said yes. But Mm. at that time, no, not really.
1: So, so then because I want to put a pin on that because yeah, because I want to come back to that. Mm -hmm. And so we have this basis of like, all right, You've started dancing like the ball started rolling yep. already. You went yep. to H H I, you were inspired yep. by these people who were you're like, I got twenty-fourth place. And yep. you looked at first place like, Yeah, I kinda deserved Yeah, place. exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I looked up and I
0: said, Ooh, like I like, said, I yeah. was but then I got so mad at my then director. Yeah. I was like, Why did why did I go in unprepared? Yeah. Like I felt like I went in blindfolded. Yeah. Like, why didn't you tell me that's what we were doing? Cause I would have been prepped. But anyway. But yeah. yeah, I looked at it and I was like, I don't know why I felt like I was gonna win. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's
1: what that's the kind of energy we always need to go in with, you know, like, we can't control the set Mm. when it's on stage. You know, we did what we could Mm -hmm. to prepare, but we that's the kind of nature of competition, right? It's like, you think you can be the best you can be in that moment, and then you witness competition. Mm -hmm. And that's like the importance of it, because it allows you to think, I'm gonna come back again next time. Mm. If you didn't have that, like benchmark to work towards, Mm. then how how would you have ever set that new goal? Yes. I, I really love something Evan, um, Evan, CEO of STEEZY, mm-hmm. yeah. he was telling me, uh, he's telling everyone in the company, mm. um, it was, it was not his saying, it's just mm-hmm. something that he heard, but yeah. you know, when you, when you are going to do a marathon, you don't say like, Oh, I want to do a marathon someday. And you just start training. And mm-hmm. then when a marathon pops up, you're like, Oh sick, I'm gonna attend it. Like, that's not how it works. He goes, mm-hmm. I'm signing up for a marathon. Now I'm going to train for that marathon. Mm. and that's something that what's that's wow. really interesting a lot of people don't do that no, on a day-to-day day with their with the things that they um are interested in life but right. us dancers were we're kind of blessed the people who are especially like in the socal with mm-hmm. california dance community yeah we were able to have like hey vibe is coming up hey hhi is coming up let's build our set we Correct. actually did that yeah we marathon ran mm-hmm. and we trained for that yeah and then when you hit it you might not beat everyone yeah. else but next time you watch, you're like, "What did those other teams do?" Yes, you
0: get so inspired. Yeah, but that's that's the like beauty about HHI yeah. is I remember how devastated I felt, but I went from zero to a hundred. Yeah, so fast, and that is what dance was able to do for me. Mm. I went from feeling like I'm never coming back here again. I'm never gonna sit here being. <laughs> I'm never gonna be embarrassed in public yeah. like this ever again in my life. And then, you know, a couple of sets later. Uh, that's the start of my eight-year journey to to win this competition. Like that, you, s- you spent
1: eight years yes, between. I How many year- first time. did you do every year? Did you every do- year
0: every year every year I and went then, back in some capacity.
1: And then in 2019, 2019, yep. 2019 you got gold yes, f- um, for the adult mm-hmm. USA. Mm-hmm finals and yeah, then and bronze, bronze for, for world finals. Yes. finals first female yes first female crew to, to represent america in yes. the adult division mm-hmm. at that level too yes danielle
0: <laughs> it's 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 eight eight years is crazy that's crazy but like like that's, you said that is the marathon yeah i did like i didn't sign up for it i got thrown into it and then i looked at it and i was like you know i know i'm gonna sign up for this i'm gonna train i'm gonna mm. make sure that i get there and even though it was like a It was disappointing every year. There Mm -hmm. was some part of me that knew I could achieve it. And I don't know what that part was, but there was something about feeling that devastation every single year that I did not get it and facing opposition and then feeling like, I hear you, but wait. Wow. And there was something that always told me like, you'll get there, but you got to just go through it. And something that was pretty cool about that Mm -hmm. is every single year I jumped up. Mm. so the next year after that it was like 22nd year after that it was like 18th wow. year after that and it would go 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 wow. up until 2018 i got fourth and it was right there and it made me right and that that is like as a competitive person that is the worst <laughs> <for me. laughs> like like, like, right there so but it was in that moment that I think my team at the time, which was LFG, and they've known my whole story with that. When we got fourth, they kind of looked at me like, oh, my God. (laughs) Like, they're like, she's either going to, yeah, she's going to explode or like, this is it. Like, she's going to say, like, screw this, I'm Mm -hmm. over it. But like, there was a comfort in, again, it's that little, I don't know what it is, Mm. but there was something that told me, like, next year, it's yours. Because if if I move up in the way that I am, then- that means that next year I'm at least gonna get third. Yeah. That means I go to worlds. Yeah. Little did I know that I was gonna do it, do yeah. it. But again, it was that little voice that was like, keep it. And I'm glad that I listened to it. And I don't yeah. know what trained me, and it might be gymnastics, I don't know. Mm. But it what trained me to like not discredit that voice completely. But I think that is what has kept me steady throughout my whole career as well.
1: Wow. Mm. Do you think that I, I I really don't know. I can't mm. draw a conclusion here, but mm. how, that voice is definitely something that you've had for such a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm curious how maybe that voice had had shifted, maybe softened in some ways, yeah. through the community that you built as a leader on those teams. Because mm-hmm. these are your crews. Yes. These are your crews. And and it's it's something that like we we at Steezy all know about you. All every dancer mm-hmm. like that knows you knows this about you. Mm-hmm. Is that I, I, I can't I'm I would never say a person's a natural-born leader, mm-hmm. but you you have an aura you have this battle cry and this Mm. this thing about you that makes people want to follow you through the the genuine person you are in that season which Mm -hmm. is really wild because a Mm. lot of people they they imitate and i'm sure that you've Mm -hmm. had to do some things of that sort in order to be a leader to people Mm -hmm. like what does you know a young kid in right. college right know about, about leading how many people was on right. your crew in college
0: oh my god i mean we started out with 13 13,
1: 13 and, then, and now, then we
0: grew now to 40 40 ish people
1: yeah. just like just yeah they, they they don't just love your dance they love you mm. and they're they're like following you to the ends of the earth mm-hmm. and it's also for you to yeah. achieve this goal wow. yeah so like i'm just curious how has that voice in you, that competitive spirit, sort of yeah. changed, molded, softened, changed?
0: Oof, definitely softened. Yeah. Um, because that competitive part of me, or like even like that voice, now is more so in belief of myself. Like, so it's kind of like Something happens and you're like, okay, well, you got it. You you have the tools to Mm. keep going. Before it would be more so like, okay, you're going to prove them wrong. You're going to make sure you Mm. don't get embarrassed. And that like revenge mindset is what kept me going. So it was like, you can't stop right now because there's people that doubted you. Or Mm. you can't stop right now because you have goals to do. And again, yes, I do still have goals. And I still do need to prove myself in a way. But that voice over time and especially... After working with Vimo is like, you need to be supported by yourself first in order to get to where you need to get to. Mm-hmm. And I found that through Vimo. Yeah. Because at the beginning, and if, if there's anybody that's listening that was on the first gen of Vimo, I audibly said, like, like, I remember being like, this is not a family. I'm not here to be friends with you. I'm not here to do anything. I'm here to win. Yeah. And I'm here to do what I need to do Makes on sense. stage. And that's period. Like, I don't want to, I don't need any distractions. So you come here to practice, you leave all of that at the door, and you do what I tell you to do. Yeah. And that again, comes from gymnastics. <laughs> I was just like, we're gonna get it done. I want gold and the, I want nothing less. But it wasn't until the first HHI that I went to with Vimo, um, that I realized that I didn't want to do this if i wasn't dancing with people that i loved and i cared about like family because it it felt different it Mm. felt different to go through that journey with people that you really like wanted to succeed with you, and that you felt that same love from as opposed to doing really dope movement with people that are talented, but you don't connect with. But I also feel like that is part of that battle cry is that I understand that underdog feeling and the people that are on my team feel that so Mm. when we dance or when we do closers like that, that is like, you feel our like energy in our heart. And I think that I lead by example, and they find their love for themselves through that yeah so that is like an, a, a community that i cultivated in vima or even in like the classes that i teach now that comes from that voice that is like okay if you can believe in yourself then you can inspire other people to believe in themselves and you yeah. show that through dance so it's definitely softened as opposed to you have to win so you can prove this person wrong or you can show this person that you know they made a mistake by not believing in you because you have a gold medal mm. that's where that voice came from and again from gymnastics, that's what I'm used to. Mm -hmm. But over time, and like, kind of experiencing those really, um, like stressful moments, like HHI, HHI is stressful, it will test the limits of you mentally, physically and emotionally. I don't want to do that with people that I don't love and care about. Yeah. So I I think I was I cultivated that through that voice, but also it's a two way street, because those people that came into my life allowed me to soften that voice. And now yeah. it's it's very different.
1: And it's funny, because you, you're, it's like, you're not any less competitive. No, not, like at all. You're, you're just not, <laughs> not at all. You're just not running a solo marathon anymore. Oof. Now you get to pass the baton to people you ran you run as much as you can, but you've got people that you can just trust along the way. Wow. And you know that they have that same vigor. And yes. a lot of that comes from you. And a mm. lot of yours comes from them. Like, yeah. like, I like I can't say this for sure. But mm. I believe that those eight years like mm. you you needed that 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 drive to prove people wrong in the beginning Absolutely. to build that momentum. And you needed to go through that journey of softening in order for you to slowly let parts of you um, flow into those around you mm. and and, and feel like you could give your energy more generously. Yes, because you can't do that with people you got to be fake around Oof. You can't do that. And True. I don't know you to to have ever been a mm. fake person. Mm. I feel that you've always been authentic in every season that I've met you, no matter how much you know, you or anyone around is going through mm-hmm. our own individual defenses. And yeah. such. like I've just, I just always respect that about you. And I know the people around you on your cruise absolutely mm. do as well.
0: Oof, my heart. <laughs> That's wild. Like to hear that. Ex- oof, to hear that explained in that way is like, eye opening for me because I know that in my body, and I feel it and there's, it's hard to explain, like that aura or that energy. Mm -hmm. And it isn't until I had it reflected back to me in my members that I understood that Mm. it was stemmed from me originally. And that is something that like, I can view the love that I have for other people reflected back to me. So that's even now like, that's an affirmation that I write in my journal, like the love that I give out will be returned back to me tenfold. Mm. And that's something that I realized with Vimo or with the people that I am around. And like you said too, like it's not like I'm less competitive, but before it was what motivated me to train was gold. What motivated me to train was first place. And don't get me wrong, I will never go into a competition expecting second. I will always go into a competition training for first or wanting first. Mm. But the the difference now is that is not the judge of my process or my worthiness if Mm. I do not get that. That's not gonna be like, if I don't get first, that doesn't mean that this set wasn't the best set that I've ever created. Or just because I do get first doesn't mean that this experience was the best one that I've experienced. And now I have the awareness to be like, I can train for that. And I will never settle for less. I'm never gonna go into something saying like, Oh, well, this person's gonna compete. So I guess I'll be fine. Never me. Yeah, I'm always gonna go for that goal. But if I don't get it, it's not gonna be the end of the world. And I know that I went through it for some type of reason. Mm. So it's it's now very different mindset wise. So definitely softened over time. But competitive spirit is absolutely still there.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I love that. that. We need that in this age, especially like period, like Latter half of the pandemic vibes. Yep. When we're getting back into these consistent yep. competitions, mm-hmm. the community is different. Very. They're, like, how many team rivalries do we know now?
0: Wow. It's kind of an interesting thing because that's it's like interesting to think about. Because that.
1: that honestly, it was like it was the stressful and hmm. the best part.
0: It okay, but like,
1: <sighs>
0: yes, yes, it is the best part. And I thought it was because I was just competitive, and like there was also parts of. Like people who think being competitive is toxic. Yeah. And like, you know what I mean? So, again, like, mirrored with that, to be honest, when I was on YSC and there Mm -hmm. was that AOV, GRV beef. Yep. And again, what year were you on, um, uh, Young Schools
1: Club? um, 2014, 2014.
0: 2013. Yeah, 13, 14, Did you ever go against me? Did I go against you? I did Bridge Juniors. Bridge Juniors 2013. I did the Zebra set. Oh, man. No
1: way. I don't think so. No, I don't know. Okay. I, so I was on, I was yeah. on um, GRV's junior crew, which was yeah. Gravy Babies. Yeah. And she was on AOV's, A-O-V's junior. junior crew, Young Skulls yes. Club. But I think, I think I was 2012, maybe 2012 the
0: 2013. Okay. Okay. Um,
1: wow. But th- th- like literally because our adult teams yep. were rivals, mm-hmm. the kids teams we automatically couldn't. became we rivals. We had to. Yeah. It was
0: to the point. And again, disclaimer, I'm also saying that everything that went down with aov over the pandemic terrible that's a whole horrible a and whole that's thing. a whole nother yeah. but again going back to my experience that i've had yeah i mean on yc it was to the point where i had friends from osha that were on gravy yeah and we went to bridge and we were not allowed to talk yep and it was like it was explicit it was like you do not make eye contact we you were allowed not talk. to talk you were but david we weren't.
1: david yes. david lim our director of grv told us At competition, like everyone's gonna be looking at you because you're the new kids. I want you to be the kindest people you can be. I want you to say hi to everyone. And I remember the moment at uh, Wad Bay Area. And then we cross paths with Young mm-hmm. Skulls Club, Y S C. And we're like,
0: hi guys. And everyone Nope goes, nope. Mad dog. Because our lives literally depended on it. Yeah. Because if we had flinched, that would have been burpees. That would have been laps. Like we would have yeah. it would be it would be punishment. Yeah. But it was to the point where uh Maya, one of my friends, Maya, yeah. she was on gravy and we texted each other like, <gasps> Hey, can you meet at the In N Out during oh. break? And then we met, like literally our mom like we met at the In and Out, we hugged and we oh. said good luck, and then we left. Yeah. Like, literally, it was to that extreme. Undercover kindness. No, literally, like, that, but that's wild to me, because, like, we were how old, and we were out here doing undercover meetups? Like, what were we doing? But, like, I'm glad that we still found the want to not let that spirit break us, and still be like, no, but you're my friend, and I don't care, even though I would be punished in some way. We'll find a way to make it work. But... The what you mentioned is like it was also the best part is the competitive that spirit. competitive spirit made me feel like I was in a step up movie. Oh, yeah. It made me feel 100%. like I had something to fight for. Yeah. And I was like, okay, taking all the toxic part out yes, of it. Yes, yes. It like the adrenaline and just it riled me up. So and there was that performance at Bridge Juniors. And I talked about this before, is that feeling that I felt backstage of being like, oh my God, like it's a team. Right. That. Feeling, I think I chase now to this day.
1: Wow. I
0: really do. Like, I just remember we were like amped up backstage and it was like, you know, you do this. And I know that gravy went after us. Yeah. So gravy was like behind. Yeah. And then just feeling that like pressure or like adrenaline of like, that's our biggest competition and they're waiting for us to go. And I was like, let's go then. (laughs) Like, I, I I loved it. I really did. Like mine. And I think I love it because now I have. The awareness to not make it toxic. Yeah. I have the awareness to be like, hey, you know, like, and now as an adult. Yes, I have friends that also direct the teams that I compete against. Yeah. And it's to the point where I would audio message and we know what it's like. It's like, hey, I know you're going to be in director mode tomorrow yeah. and I love you, but also good luck. I'm yeah. trying to see who wins. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to see where we're at and we debrief after and it's kind of like, hey, yeah. like you deserved it and blah, blah. But I feel like I beat you on that second yeah. piece. Like <laughs> I love that. And it's I so love fun. having friends that I we know. could be cool like that about because I do think that friendly competition is what like motivates me to be the best 100%. that I can be. Like, I don't want to, and also, for me, competitively, yeah. I don't want to win against people that aren't their best. I want to yeah. beat you at your best. I want to beat you when you are at the top of your game. Yep. That's where I want to be. Daniel's and got some
1: I, anime. Yeah. Daniel's Goku. <laughs> Daniel's literally Goku. Like, I'm going a, I'm to a beat you to a pulp, but yeah. next time, and you come back better, yeah, stronger, you, yeah, so bro, I can beat you again. And I can
0: do it again. <laughs> and if I see you when we're off training season, let's get coffee and let's catch yeah. up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> But I just, I don't know. But even like my energy now is like riled up because I love that. I just, yes, I am a competitor at heart and I think I will always be. But it is so like motivating and inspiring to be able to, like let that competitive spirit out and not let that be something that comes between you and something that pushes you. Yeah. Or like knowing that one of your friends is gonna be at a competition and being like, I know they're gonna bring their A game, so let me bring yep. mine and let's see where we add up. And it's also like having having the awareness to be like, hey, maybe that day there's a judge that doesn't like my style and yeah. they're gonna win. But that doesn't mean that I'm not at the best and that I'm yep. not at the top of my game. Yep. So again, not letting the medals or the trophies dictate it, but like, Pushing yourself to the limit so yeah. that you can have the potential to get it. Yeah, I just yeah, I, I miss it absolutely. Lo- I, miss I miss it. I love time.
1: it. I'll make I'll make a crew that just goes specifically against you.
0: Period. And LF-S, I hope you do. Let's
1: freaking stay. <laughs> let's freaking LFN. Let's let's freaking not. Let's. <laughs> LFC. Let's freaking chill.
0: Let's freaking chill. <laughs> let's freaking <laughs> catch up. And
1: then, and then and then they'll be angrier if yeah. we win.
0: I'll, I'll be I'll be like, so I feel like we pissed. have we have
1: um. Uh, a two hour rehearsal every two weeks. Uh, now.
0: <laughs> Did you see my I said that's <laughs> okay, Then I'll put a set together Kay. in 30 minutes. Oh. <laughs> see, and that's where yeah. my brain goes. Yeah, like.
1: It's it post <laughs> like this latter latter half of the I keep I, I can't say post pandemic, but I'll just say for now. But this right, post pandemic vibes, mm-hmm. it's like all these people that were from previous generations yep. that were sort of cultivating that culture and, and had had enough history, mm-hmm. had enough of that like that those friendships yeah. and rivalries. There was even regional rivalries. Absolutely. Like we know we know who reps the Bay, who reps L.A., Absolutely. who reps San Diego. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. and like you look forward to repping that town. Yes, you know, it's just one of those things. Mm-hmm. But I think like now. We didn't have competition for a long time. In fact, what was everyone doing during that time? Really, one of the one of the best possible things for life, one of the worst possible things for competition and dance, mm. is that we were um, we were just loving on each other and supporting each <laughs> other. We're just we're, what we, the I'm hell is that? I'm just on my mental health right, <laughs> right now. Right, like, self care. are doing what? the most important thing for that. Yeah, but but we didn't have anyone like those like people that had that like slightly toxic element. That, yeah, like, pushed other but people. but that pushed. Yeah, <laughs> yes. You know? So it, it is interesting where mm. it's like. We're in an interesting stage where so many people moved into a space of understanding themselves yeah. in a healthy way that it didn't wow. get the ball rolling no, for a lot all. of yes. other people. Cause cause I am naturally not very competitive at all. Mm. I'm really not. Mm. And like I'm definitely like I want to be a better person tomorrow. Sure. But but I'm I don't have this like f- fight or flight kind of personality. <sighs> yeah. But when I was on gravy, mm. I attached myself to that I was like,
0: Oh, my God.
1: And I've just never been And when I was in high school when I was in yeah. my all male dance room, Oh, I was so pumped. But when yeah. I battle at competitions, mm. not like when I'm when, not competition, when, when I battle now, yeah. the whole reason is because I know that as a choreographer, I get put on a pedestal a lot. Yes. And I know that as a like, a, as a person who's the face of steezy, I mm-hmm. get put on a pedestal. So yes. I go battle because I lose Every battle, basically, like like like, I I will no, I, I've only won one battle completely
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from
1: beginning to end. end the rest way. I lose, and I do that literally to put myself in my place and be like, I'm feeling <sighs> really dope right now. Wow. So so I'm gonna go battle, <laughs> wow, and then be like, wow, these people are fire. So like, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna go to a battle like uh, upcoming, beautiful. Yeah. And you want to know one of the funny reasons why? Why? Because CZ's YouTube channel is about to hit a million subs on Friday, uh, around Friday. Uh huh. And then i was like i'm feeling really good about myself i better put myself in my place and i'm getting all these like 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 i'm i'm traveling to mexico to teach i'm beautiful probably traveling like arizona or something i've got a bunch of these trips i'm like "Mm, i'm feeling mighty dope right
0: Right. it's time to humble myself (laughs) i I literally
1: like battle to humble myself no because i go to battles and people are like i I look at like 80 percent of the room i'm like yeah I, i couldn't beat this person wow yeah it's just one of those
0: things that is very intriguing to me
1: so it's funny because it's literal it, it's kind of like the opposite of a competitive spirit yeah but it's also kind of competitive in yeah. a way because like like when I know I'm reaching a point where I feel yeah. like I'm really good I know I need to make space oops I hit my mic yeah. <laughs> make space to grow into more and so I literally humble myself there. because yeah. it's, not, it's not bad vibes no not at all because i don't lose a battle and right you're not like degrading yourself yeah yeah no up. it's not like what? yeah yeah you know like no
0: but like yeah it's like healthy competition like with your own ego mm-hmm. and like seeing where you're at and like leveling that so it doesn't get to a point where you can't bring it yeah but that that's really intriguing to me because even right now in this moment i feel very similar yeah i feel like i'm at a point where i'm like whoa i'm like Cheeping a lot, and yeah. I'm like doing a lot, and I'm actually like really happy in life, and oh, I think no. that needs to change. <laughs> like I think you know what I'm saying. Yes. Like I think that needs to change, but like, yeah, like putting yourself in environments where you know you're not the top, or where yes. you know that you can witness other people in that element, and it can inspire you, yes. not d- like degrade you in that way, mm-hmm. not to make you feel like you're shit, you should stop, yeah. but like to to really like. I don't know like to get out of your own bubble like yep. for example when you're in college you feel like you're in like that snow globe that's all there is to offer Definitely. and it's not yeah. until it's like you like city. You're yeah exactly city. but yeah. you have to break out of that to know that there's a whole rest of the world and you can do that but that's what you do for yourself yeah. you kind of break out of that like box yourself in order to like recalibrate and i think that's very like intriguing that's yeah it's a
1: good time wow
0: that's that's amazing <laughs> I'm, I'm very intrigued by that
1: blessed that i that i have something like that that's Paralleling mm. the things that I do, because I—that's the same thing for me in whiskey—is mm. that like it. I do the exact same things with yeah. whiskey that I do with dance. I'm ah. just more of a newbie in there, so I love teaching about it. Yeah, I love bringing people into something that's mm-hmm. generally misunderstood. Yeah, um, and I like helping them find what they love about. their own um personality within that thing so i dance whiskey Mm. freestyling choreography these are all sort of like similar for me in those ways but i'm kind of i'm more of a newbie in other fields and i enjoy that like i get to restart my journey yeah but not be from the start because i i'm much wiser in this age now too you know it's a good time we can we can hold we can hold for
0: this if you're listening on Spotify, you can't see what I'm doing. You can just hear my voice and the texture of it. And if you can see... Hey, what? Hey, what? Where we going with that? Hey, what? Do we going with that? gigi, 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 Go, go. Yep. And that's really bad on that. That's serious. So, uh... There's that. Um.
1: There's that. I I do miss the competition.
0: Yeah, competition. But
1: I want to move into something else right now. Okay. Uh, We we talked about how Danielle like basically like damaged her back.
0: Mm. Yep.
1: Now I want to move into Danielle's infamous move. (laughs) So Danielle has this move where she like throws her back back
0: out, and it's
1: just. it's she's like she looks like a like a creature from a horror movie with swagger right um so okay one question where did the iconic backbend move come from
0: Mm. i remember in the very like beginning of Vimo, Mm. or like when i was starting it i was thinking and i was like conceptualizing like what puts me apart from other dancers. Ah,
1: That's a good thing to think about.
0: I thought about my gymnastics background. Okay. And I was like, okay, there's people who they can outdo me in choreo and numbers, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, but they do not have my gymnastics training. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I can put flips in there, but how can I like integrate it into like choreo that potentially my other members can do? Mm. Now, I mean, they can't do it. Sorry for the members that I try to make do it. I love you. Sorry um, for but those who yeah, passed away. You know I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Condolences <laughs> to those that didn't make it out of the practice, uh, the rehearsal. But I was thinking, how can I integrate it? And I remember just like, like I-, I was like choreographing something and like I would do this, like this little back move. And then I was like, how can we push it more? And I was like, and I was like, more, more. And then I, I got to a point where I was like, what is this? And I was like, I kind of like it. And then I put it in a piece and like, I think after that, I continued to hear that same, like, sound, or like that little, like, zoom, yeah. like, I felt. Like that became a signature for me. Yeah. And then I got to the point where I would use it a lot and people would like notice me for it And they'd yeah. be like, Oh, Daniel, like the back, the back thing. And I started getting annoyed. Yeah. That Cause makes I was sense. like, I don't like being stagnant or I don't like people knowing me for that. So I would think, okay, how can I upgrade it every time? Mm, so I found that I kept, variations. yeah, there's variations to it. So yes, it is the same back move, but by the time that you train enough to do what i've done i've already done version three that's the way so that's where i'm at in terms of how can i upgrade it every time so i think every set i have there's some iteration of that move that mm. i do but it's either everybody does it or i do it in a different way mm-hmm. or it's alluded to it but it's not me that's doing it so finding different ways to like bury oh, it up but yeah yeah that's where it started right. yeah, it just so kind of started BMO, from yeah thinking. early vmo what can i do that the other choreographers in the game cannot and that was bend their back. And I wow. decided to go with it. <laughs>
1: do, you, do you have an official name for the move?
0: No, like people just say it's like the back break move or like this, the typical thing when people take my classes, like I'm ready to break my back. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. But you know, ice yourself after.
1: Can I can I give some move name suggestions? Mm-hmm. Alright, let me hear. It. I made a few suggestions here. Give it to me. Final spinal. <laughs> Not torso, but tors. No. Um, and then the last one I have is back crack attack that smacks like applejack.
0: I am using that third one. One more time.
1: Back crack attack that smacks like applejack. Back
0: tag a crack that smacks back like crack, applejack.
1: Back crack.
0: Back crack.
1: Attack attack that smacks that smacks like applejack like applejack. Applejack is uh is a kind of apple brandy. It's like an alcohol, but you know you can make a really strong applejack, and it smacks you like that. It's a back crack attack that smacks like applejack.
0: I am, I'm, I needed copyrighted. I need it. Mm-hmm. I need it. Okay. So yep. I'm stealing that. There you go. And I will credit you every single time. Thanks. Wow. Thanks. I was
1: surprised that one won. I thought Final Spinal. You know, I was like, no, a, that's a good one. Like a final Spinal.
0: Spi- no, Final Spinal is going to be like the name of my vibe set for next uh, year. It'll be called Final Spinal. Love it. Yeah. Love it. I you love should, this. You should do
1: a, um, <laughs> like just weird sets. Like, uh, this whole set's like a, like a chiropractic, ch- chiropracty, chiropractor chiropractitioner? Wait, what is the thing? Chiroprac-
0: chiropractor? No, but what's the chiropractor? Well, what's
1: the, the the field? Not the position. Uh, chiropract- to
0: chiropract?
1: <laughs> <laughs> to. I'm gonna stick to dance. I Me mean, as well. <clears throat> and uh, I'm stick to. Uh, it'll be okay.
0: You know those uh, like back cracking videos you see on TikTok? So I'll just satisfying. Make, I'll just make a whole set to those sounds. Wait. Final spinal. Wait. Final it's spinal. Of, it's fire final spinal Am I, wait right right that was a good one did you feel that hey, hey. Uh, okay so you know what you heard Easy. it here first you
1: heard it here first <laughs> mm-hmm. yep oh, something i was really curious about mm. um i don't really get to ask people this question in particular so Ooh. your style of yeah. dance you, mm-hmm. the, the way you move is known to be very full out. Mm -hmm. Okay, yes. But and I don't know, does that maybe that comes from some inspirations in the past, maybe Mm. you watched dancers before and you're like, I love that they're always full out. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's the gymnastics. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was thinking about what if oh, not what if but was there a style in dance that you actually wanted to have? And you are or you aren't
0: Mm. in
1: your early days, at least?
0: Whoa. Okay. Um. Wow. Okay. I was talking to a friend about this the other day mm. and like how my style but also my like maturity within dance has mm. evolved. Because before I mean, obviously, as I started one of the one of the teams that I saw off rip from Asian was Royal Family, mm-hmm. period. So that has been yeah. a huge foundation and inspiration in terms of moments, in terms of yeah. like how I structure my movement. Um, And same thing with Chapkiss, Melvin Tim. Like same thing. I like, I formulated it from there. So I use like the same type of music or like I like doing things that are super full out because it challenges me. Mm-hmm. So if I don't feel challenged, then I don't feel like I can like, Perform it at a standard that makes me feel good. Sure. So that's just where I'm at. And again, that does come from gymnastics too. It comes mm. from the like, if you're not like sweating, you're not working hard. Oh. Or like, if you're not, and then to, in the toxic way, if you're not injured, you're not working hard enough. But again, oh, that, man. that mindset <laughs> is where it's at. So it was always like full out or always. <sighs> And it comes from that re- revenge mindset too. I always felt like I was fighting for a place at the table. Yeah. I always felt I was trying to prove myself and that's how my choreo came out. Yeah, it influences feel, how you move, Yeah, that's definitely. just how I honestly felt. So even to the point where I watch old Vimo sets and I feel emotional because i don't like the version of myself that i see or i don't like where that movement came from because wow. it came from a lot of pain so when i watch that yes i see like the full-out the visuals and the audience reaction but i like think of where i was at or mm. how where that stemmed from and that that stemmed from a very revenge mindset yeah. so as time evolved um I, I, obviously that got softer, but at the beginning of my career, I was like, I wish I could choreograph like a slow r and B dance. <laughs> I wish I could be like that like smooth, sexy, feminine dancer, yeah. but I didn't feel that. So I couldn't choreograph it. Yeah. So, but at that time, like, I didn't watch cookies Mm. or the company, one, because I didn't identify with their style because they usually did one song sets or they did very slow movement. And then I thought like, oh, that's not something that interests me. Mm -hmm. But now like, and I was talking with my friend about this because he was showing me like old company videos or cookies. And I was like bawling my eyes out, watching it as like an adult or watching it as someone that has the awareness to understand the technique or like the story behind it yeah. and realizing like, oh my God, these are masterpieces. But when I watched it before, I didn't you it. understand it. I, I
1: totally And didn't just
0: because before. if the music wasn't, pum, pum, I didn't want to watch it. Yeah, serving so, it like yeah.
1: on a like clear silver platter, yes. people's faces. Yeah, like
0: you're gonna react to this or you're gonna be hype. And again, I that is my style and that's what I love doing. But now I understand like, oh my God, there's a whole nother side to softness of mm. dancing or there's a whole nother side to like, being patient with like letting the audience like, understand the story yeah. or like formulate their own ideas about it and not like force feeding them entertainment all the time.
1: Well, so actually, sorry, question. Mm. D- does a portion of that um, sort of attitude of like being able to serve dance in a mm-hmm. way that's really digestible? Yeah, does that come from maybe when you were in high school, mm. you, d- you were in the commercial dance yep. conservatory? Yes. How much influence was from there? It's I think a lot. Dance.
0: Yeah, commercial. So again, you're well. There's there's two sides to that because even in high school, you're taught to like you have to put your best foot forward and you have to train yourself to mm. be picked for these auditions and do all of that. So then again, that's like a, a freestyling in commercial dance is very different from freestyling that I'm in now. Freestyling so. in commercial dance is you show your tricks, you show off, you get the job. Yeah. Freestyling now is therapeutic healing for me. Expressions. Yes. So now those are totally two different. But then that shows my mindset that I was at in high school going into college. But then college is when I was at UCLA, the dance major, it was completely flipped on my head. The audience was not a priority when you created work. And Mm -hmm. that is something that bothered me deeply it bothered me deeply because when i create i always create with the audience in mind are they going to be entertained if you're paying to come watch me you're going to be entertained i'm not going to leave you guessing or leave you like in the dark Mm -hmm. but i didn't understand that in college that there were two sides of that so they would be like oh that's cool but let me see it without music and i'm like no (laughs) i said no but i added three beat kills here you're not gonna understand it and then them under like or explaining that like having the audience not understand what's going on could be a creative element to that work. Mm. And I was like, no, it's not because then they're going to be lost and then they're going to be thinking about... So again, that whole concept got turned on its head. So then now as I choreograph and I like conceptualize, I'm thinking about both of those elements and thinking about what... Because someday I might want to be like, boo, 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 boo in your face and you're going to get this beat and you're going to figure it out. And now as I kind of mature a little bit, I'm thinking about how I can evolve my career to have that like patience yeah. or let the audience kind of like sit in what I'm giving to them and then by the end feeling some type of resolution or maybe even yeah. not. But before I didn't, I didn't understand that um in any way, shape or form. And I think that um my style is now evolving mm. to like push that other part. So that's yeah. as of like right now, presently in this moment, even now as I'm preparing for, Wad Yeah. WOD Championships, Vimo is headlining. Wow. So it's different. Yeah. It's different because I don't have to prove myself. Yeah. I'm headlining. Like they asked me to do this. Yeah. So there's part of me that feels obligated to do what they asked me to do. Mm-hmm. What Vimo usually does. Yeah. And, but there's another part of me that's like, I want to push it. Yeah. I want to do something different. I want to do something that people don't expect and I want to make them watch it. And I'm going to make them I think I'm going to put in my career where I don't have to prove myself. But I can just um, I don't have to create art to be critiqued and judged. Mm -hmm. I can create art to just express and that be okay. And I have to be okay with the fact that not everyone's gonna like it. Yeah. But if I like it, that's the only thing that I care about at this moment. And that is a very different mindset than I was when I was in college creating Vimo or starting to create work for stage. Yeah, I
1: -hmm. think that it's it's such a interesting way to look at dance because no way is the the right or wrong way. Mm, like, I, absolutely, I've, I've always said it. I say it in a bunch of podcasts too. Like, mm-hmm. I firmly believe that you're allowed to start dance for whatever reason you want to start. You want to you want to attract someone.
0: Yeah, sure. no, so, go for you, it.
1: You want to you want to be the best in your game. Sure, you just want to do it with your family. Mm-hmm. Those are all wonderful reasons. But it's interesting because they all serve their own purpose. But also, I think the how you originate your dance. It really matters to understand that about yourself because Mm. it allows you to grow more towards the direction you want to grow in. Commercial dance is very often, how can I give people something? And in a way, like, I I think this is very, this is a a crass way to approach it. Mm. I I don't think it's 100% true. But Mm. a lot of commercial work, things that you're serving to people, it sort of treats the audience a little stupid.
0: Oh, yes. yeah.
1: Like, they're not going to get it. So, I'm gonna make sure they get it. I'm gonna throw it in their face. I'm gonna, and I'm thinking about this also like in videos. I make videos every Mm -hmm. day. Mm And it's interesting because I can educate people without treating them like they're stupid.
0: Yes. That's a hard thing. It's it's
1: not an easy thing to always do, especially when you're like, I have the ability to throw everything on the screen. This color works better because this is going to grab their attention. And then you start making like an infomercial at that point. You know, a lot of people's dances are like that. This is all the things it does for you, this is everything that you're going to get out of it. The music sells in this moment. And then the space that you're sort of moving into is not. How, what can pe- people experience from you? It's what they can experience through you. Oof. The resolution is not always there. There's no ending point when it goes from you to them. It it transfers, it flows. They yeah. think on it later. Mm, yes. and, and that's when dance becomes something different than serving dance. I'm Absolutely. not giving you a routine. You're experiencing this routine with me. And those are the things when I watch cookies, when I mm-hmm. watch company mm-hmm. that like, I was bawling it's right days after, sit, it months sits after. with you days Literally after. now thinking yeah. about that thinking about the common ground set Stop! The, the, the the army the war common ground oh set the god. first time if you guys haven't seen it I'm, I'm not sure exactly what uh, year it yeah. was but oh my god it was common ground dance crew yep. and they did this army set and it was like people going off to war it was a and the first dance set I've ever cried yeah watching yeah Like I get emotional thinking about it right now. It's
0: so good. It inspired
1: me so much.
0: But it's that though. It's the things that sit with you for a long time. Because I had that same moment when I watched the Orphan set from Cookies. And I remember like sit woof. And like, again, it makes like in that moment, I understood that that was not a style that I was familiar with Mm. and I wouldn't usually gravitate toward it. Yeah. But I could not deny how I felt Mm -hmm. sitting in that audience, watching it live and like watching the people around me process it at different points in the set and like feel the impact that they were like. And you felt that this impact reached past the four minutes that they were on stage. That was an impact that like it lasts again until this day for so many people because again when i said orphan set there was a physical reaction that it was like oh my god i remember where i was at when i saw Keon go center i remember where i was at when i saw them put the blanket on this like yeah and and it's those type of sets that sit with you and that change you as a person yeah it's not like you're just digesting something and you're like oh that was cool i want to do that one day Mm. you watch those sets and you think about yourself and you're like Do I align with those morals and values? Mm. Do I want to do something like that Mm -hmm. one day? Can I reach out to this organization and call that number that was on the screen? Like it makes you think about yourself as a human as opposed to as a dancer. I don't want to improve myself as a dancer in skill. I want to improve myself as a human and then that will reflect within dancing. I want to produce work like that.
1: That's the biggest thing. Exactly what you said. I firmly believe that dance is always best served as a reflection. Oof,
0: yes. And Ooh, it, my I, God. But
1: the hardest thing about that is a, is, like, I, I, I said in a previous podcast that I it's a personal belief. No one else has to believe this, mm-hmm. but I always say that I don't believe dance is best served as an escape. I don't mm. believe it, and I get it. A lot of people do escape sure, into dance. Sure, yeah, but no matter what dance is a reflection.
0: Period. And which is
1: why like you you kept saying like I look back at that set and I remember who I was, I remember mm-hmm. how I felt when I made that. Yeah. And it's it's more about if you know it's a reflection it allows you to approach it in a more authentic way because you're you, i think about you doing this in college all mm-hmm. the way till now yeah you were always still reflecting those feelings every time and yeah. your peers they were there with you i'm sure mm-hmm. they were all experiencing their own things yeah. and you didn't do anything wrong mm. by having you know this this fire right. this vigor no. but it's it's just acknowledging yes. that i danced the way i felt mm. and I will dance the way I feel. So what should we do in life?
0: Right?
1: We should treat ourselves well. Yeah, we should build ourselves up. We should surround ourselves with people Mm -hmm. like like Mm -hmm. you've done for yourself. You've gathered people who love and they will champion for you because you Mm champion for them. And that's going to show in your in your wad set, right? You know Mm. even if you beat kill it's not an inauthentic thing it doesn't make it a bad thing it doesn't make it suddenly commercial right what matters is Mm -hmm. exactly what you said it's it's how do you feel about it it's the reflection of that place you're in right now yes i mean you've got 40 episodes yes podcast
0: 40 episodes down in
1: the dms down in the the danielle moulton's right (laughs) yes and like that's if if, y'all like. You wanna tell them right now what what is this podcast that you do?
0: Um so I have it isn't it's not like this. This is this is X it's Games better. mode. You know what I mean? It's I'm better. over here in the in the McDonald's playground. Yeah. Right. So um I <laughs> I started a podcast in the beginning of 2022 um because I was in a place where I felt very disconnected from dance. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I like didn't experience in that capacity. Mm. Like I didn't feel safe to dance. I didn't feel safe to think about dance. I didn't feel safe to like advance my career because of all the things that were going on in the world. I mean, there's, there's, there's,
1: there's, what was happening? We have pandemic, we pandemic, have George black lives, Floyd, Brian Taylor, lives Black
0: Matter. Lives Matter, transphobia, xenophobia, mm-hmm. everything that was going on with um stop Asian hate. Mm-hmm. And then that pull from me being both black and Japanese and seeing two communities that I am in like, go against each other and not have any resolve Mm -hmm. so it really felt like and again attack on women's rights like it it literally felt like everything that i was a part of was not accepted Mm -hmm. or like um protected in this country and i still feel that now to this very very moment but it was like the shock of that and seeing all of that happen and realizing that i needed to like communicate in a way that wasn't dance And dance was that escape for me. Mm -hmm. So it would be, I would be able to dance how I feel. Mm -hmm. I would be able to, you know, work it out by choreographing. And I didn't have that because I had disbanded Vimo at that time. Mm. So I didn't have that outlet at all. So I was like, what do I do? And I was just like, I just like to talk. Yeah. And I realized that through therapy that I needed to just talk things out in order to like realize where I was at. Mm. So, and I love sending audio messages, and my friends know that I'd be sending, I'd be talking.
1: That's why when um, I hit you up for the video, yep. that <laughs> I, I have a really interesting video coming out soon. Yeah. You'll, you you'll see, out. you'll see, but you'll she's she gonna be in it too, yes. and I. Everyone else I texted, but I made sure to call her yep. video chat because yeah, I it know that FaceTime. she said that yeah. this is what she loves. She I, loves love, voice I love, talk, chats. I love, I yeah. love audio
0: messages and speaking freely in that way. And then I've always wanted to start a podcast and I like prototyped one um, in the beginning of quarantine when I was bored mm. because I realized that a lot of the questions that people ask me or that i ask other people were based on accomplishments mm. and i wanted to learn more about people like just because they were people mm. um and that kind of formulating so i want to do a podcast one day and then during this time in january i was like i just want a place to speak my unfiltered thoughts yeah. and for some reason i was like i'm gonna talk about like coffee and tea like i'm just gonna talk about the difference of that and then i found the website anchor and i was like I'm going to just upload it. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to share it with my Instagram followers. And then it manifested into this. Yeah. And now I like put out these episodes and I realized that I just love talking about unfilled. Like I yeah. love talking without restriction. And I think that that is something that from my childhood that I thought was like wrong. Mm. If you talk at a turn, then you're doing something wrong and you should be punished for that. Is
1: that a, is that a Japanese thing?
0: One, yes. Okay. That is a household thing, but also in gymnastics, you were not allowed to talk at practice, oh. if you talked, you got yelled at. So even if you were chalking up and you talked with somebody, you would get like from across the gym, you would get yelled at. Wow. So that is trauma speaking right now wow. where like, and this is an event that shaped me in a very like big way is I vividly remember when I found out that Michael Jackson had passed. And my mom told me as I was getting a water break and I was devastated and I was like chalking up and I was talking to one of my friends and I was like, Michael Jackson just died. Yeah. And we were talking about that. And the coach I had at the time, I don't know what he was on that day, but he lost it. And he pub- like he like embarrassed me publicly. He yelled at the top of his lungs at me what in front of the whole God. gym and he kicked me out. And wow. like, he said, get the fuck out of my gym. And my mom, we just took me out and like allowed that to happen. So not only was I publicly embarrassed, but I was shown from my mom that that was something that was acceptable and I was not protected in that moment. So, and also my idol just died. Yeah. So I didn't get to process that. So I felt like my feelings weren't valid. I wasn't able to talk. I wasn't able to speak. So from that moment, I wasn't able to like express myself in the way that I wanted to. So now me finding my own agency to just talk about things. I don't have to be prompted to talk about it. It have to be good to talk about, or it doesn't. I don't have to. I felt like, uh, oh, and also from that moment, a reason why I wanted to be successful or famous was to be like accepted or feel like mm-hmm. I could be asked questions that didn't have to do with. Um, like, my accomplishments. Because I felt like only famous people got interviewed. Only mm. famous people got asked about their childhood or about things like that. So I wanted to be famous so I could just talk about those things. Mm. And that was, like, part of it. So now I've, like, established <laughs> myself to a point where, like, you don't have to be famous to just speak yeah. and communicate. Um, and then also talking about uncomfortable topics. And that's something we really delve into over 2020 is like, what is good to talk about? And sometimes like not knowing things or being ignorant about things is seen as being canceled or like being ignorant. But like, I open up those conversations within myself. And I hope that I can open up those questions within other people because you don't know that you're ignorant until you ask questions or until you're in that environment. To where you're like, okay, well, I want to know more. Yeah. You can't know more unless you know that you don't know. Mm-hmm. So having those conversations or being open enough to have those like unfiltered thoughts is why I started that podcast within myself. Yeah. And I just kind of started it, and then my Instagram followers were like, wait, I really like this, yeah. and like I got to connect with so many people through the podcast, and they're like, actually resonated with what you talked about this morning, yeah. or this is something that I've been struggling with, and then like building genuine connections yeah. from just strangers where it didn't have to do a dance. Yeah, that's we the were Chris just connecting human beings and I like my spirit and my yeah. soul just elevated from that and that's where my podcast came from
1: I mean I I see you I actually see an interesting pattern mm. in your life mm. um I see I see your you know your gymnastics life and moving away from that because it wasn't as healthy as yep. well mm-hmm. and then moving into dance and yep. having that drive and realizing you can't really you couldn't really win stuff on your original team so you yep. took in your own hands yep. you championed yourself yep. and then in turn finding more finding more love for yourself and for dance and then you started championing other people yes now through dance you didn't feel that it quite had the same original effect you couldn't escape into it anymore you weren't feeling that same inspiration you couldn't even compete with people this was one of the things you loved.
0: exactly
1: and you just wanted a space to 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 be yourself and now all of a sudden you made a podcast because you Wanted to be unfiltered, Mm -hmm. and by unfiltered, I mean like I asked Danielle before the podcast, like, Mm. "What do you do?" She's like, "She does phone memos. She records into her phone, (laughs) and she'll pace and walk around." I walk around that tiny
0: room of mine, and I said, "Hey, y'all, here's the topic that we picked for today, and I'm just gonna talk."
1: But the best thing about this is it's like it's not it's not what it sounds like when you when you think like, "Oh, just listen to Danielle rant," because Mm. Danielle picks from a hat. Yes. And Mm -hmm. the topics get, like, really specific. They get really specific. They get, like, intense.
0: Like, there's some that are like, what's your favorite color? And then the other one is like, how has love treated you throughout your life? And how does that manifest into how you are now? And that's literally the question that I answered this morning Mm -hmm. when I recorded it. And there's, like, a, I guess maybe, like, a drum in the rush I have to see, like, how I adapt to these questions. And, like, there are some questions that I'm, like... I don't know how to answer this. I'm going to try my best. And there are some times where I'm not in a good mindset. And I'm like, I would really love to answer this question. But right now, I'm Mm. not feeling great. And I'm going to answer it in the way that like I feel right now. And maybe if asked on another day, I would have a more positive outlook. But because I'm not, I'm just going to speak. And giving myself, again, that freedom to do that. And also to be able to do that publicly is a challenge for me. Which also, like there's something of that competitive spirit Mm. of like, you are putting this out. Like online, yeah. and it's not just you saying your free thoughts and doing that. So there is some type of motivation sure, for sure. me to do that. But yeah, it, it really is some type of like release that I'm able to get from being myself, which yeah. is something that I'm able to find through dance, just in a different way.
1: If you are a if you're a dancer or someone who is interested in the life of a dancer who mm-hmm. is also willing to be vocal, yeah, and verbally process these things that literally the majority of people in your life would never talk about like mm. you should listen to this podcast. Yes. Down in the DMs. Down in the DMs. It's fire. Yay! It's it's super fun. It's super fun.
0: boo. Yeah. We're out um, here.
1: <laughs> well, Danielle, as we're wrapping up, um, did you have any questions you wanted to ask me?
0: I I mean it's we okay talked you about. Don't. I do. I do actually because I think it relates to Steezy as well okay. because you mentioned your, I think it's very interesting how you're not competitive like naturally, mm. but I remember watching your solo in high school mm. or I remember watching you um in Diamond Bar mm. and I remember seeing you dance and feeling as if you were competitive. Like, there was mm-hmm. no way that you could get to that level or you could get to that level of discipline for yourself without being competitive. Mm. So how when did you realize that there was some type of, not imbalance, but when did your non competitive self realize like, Oh, I like to do this. And there's some part of me that is competitive.
1: Most of it. Thank you for asking that question. Because mm-hmm. it really makes me think about it. I, mm. I don't I don't ever get asked that question. Yeah. Um, most of it comes from rebellion. Um, which is funny, because wow. I'm not really known as a rebellious <laughs> person. I'm just like yeah. a smiley dude. But mm-hmm. uh, it, it came from rebellion from rigidness mm. um it was actually one of the reasons why i didn't want to move on and even audition for grv
0: wow um, ah.
1: and this comes from a place of absolute love because grv yep. was one of my biggest inspirations as so i was on the junior crew and i yes. freaking love david of course i love the director david um but uh, i knew that there is a sort of militant like style you Know, and, yeah, I mean, not even compared to AOV, but, right, it, but it, there, it was, there. and I didn't want to become a GRV dancer, um, during that later time, but during right. high school, also, my uh, my good friend and one of my mentors, Jeff Columbus, mm, right? He yes. was the coach of Diamond Bar, yep. um, and he's my, my friend Jeremy Columbus was his younger brother mm. who was actually on the crew, yep. And I just remember throughout high school with having jeff there having my teacher during the time miss Lindenberg now miss van horn Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. she and jeff both always cultivated a space for us to keep creating within ourselves to keep creating our own routines and Mm. when we when we compete with something it it never comes from another choreographer it's always the students who choreograph it so so every aside from my freshman year of high (sighs) school which was our diamond bar high school all males um, first year ever in competition yeah that was the only year that we had other people choreographed because no- wow. none of us did but sophomore junior senior my solo all these things were choreographed by us wow right and I was obsessed with that. Yeah, I was obsessed with this freedom of being able to make something that I can really feel I I owned. I could really feel was mine. But I also shared the process with so many supportive people. And I realized how much I loved. I love that process Mm -hmm. much more than being told what to do. Also, I'm not... I'm not the best at doing other people's choreography. I've mm. got really slow retention when it comes to dance. Okay. I'm not the best match, uh, mm. like clean dancer. I'm the best matcher. Mm. I don't have, I, especially in high school, I didn't have that like that swag, right? Okay. Like it just, it was like our school was a bunch of nerdy like Asian kids, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And so like n- none of that other stuff would be authentic if I'm learning how to, like, if I'm like grooving and doing all these things, mm-hmm. like that just, that wasn't me. Yeah. you know we were calculated but we were anime nerds and we we just loved loved being silly about things Mm. and we loved making concepts before moves and building entire things off that which is why every year we our set was really integrated with the concept because it was concept first yes it wasn't routine fit into concept or anything Ah. and so i think like my obsession with not being rigid and seeing all these other schools getting their their routines from literally my idol choreographers, they were bringing the coolest people to choreograph. And somehow we were winning.
0: Yep. How did
1: how did we we the kids who choreographed beat my idol choreographers, because we didn't beat them. We just beat all the other kids at being authentic.
0: Mm, Oh, my
1: God. And that's so easy to compete with not easy to win, but easy to compete with. We were so over when we won, that was us
0: yo not me crying right now
1: that was yo. and so the the solo you saw me do yes um I danced to Jamie Cullum's uh singing in the rain right that's what you're talking about yes and I won I won second place mm-hmm. first place was a girl named Alex Kessinger Kay. freaking goddess she <laughs> is so amazing mm. and it was out of 40 people uh-huh. in that in state championships and I was one of two boys that competed
0: okay
1: and i'm wow. the only one who choreographed my own routine actually it wasn't choreographed really i choreographed around 50 of it and 50 was freestyle free because that's my that's my that's comfort period. zone period you know um and i i got that second place when when i heard my name announced but like, like literally like when they were announcing the top positions they got to like third place and stuff and i was like right. oh, i didn't even make it you know but I, man i had so much fun i remember walking on that stage and then like i didn't invite anyone either mm. because I, have, I had a really hard time like like bringing people to like celebrate me and to support mm. me wow uh, my yeah. parents got so pissed i didn't even tell my parents about it yeah like what
0: oh my god and,
1: and uh and then so like, i was like i didn't win anything and, and then second place was called and i was just and i just started bawling yeah. and oh. also I, sorry i'm like jumping no uh, but my when I walked on stage mm-hmm. uh, on the floor in the gym I looked up and I saw all my like school friends they had a sign that said Claydo. one of my friends had like my fat baby picture I post everywhere <laughs> like like just holding it up he got in yeah. trouble for that they thought oh. the people there thought it was the Indonesian smoking baby there's a there's this like Indonesian baby that like smokes packs of cigarettes it was on YouTube and they thought it was that nope just fat me as a kid she felt so apologetic when she's like what did you do with that it was like like what what do you like, mean, like, what do you mean? I was like, it's like me. that's the indonesian like, You're like smoking that's baby like, oh, that's me she's like, oh, me. She's like oh, i'm so sorry <laughs> but wow i i was i was just so overwhelmed by that and i i couldn't believe i got anywhere in that that place even though like diamond bar was always like we we're always first place in yeah. championships yep. and everything yep. but i couldn't believe that because it was i didn't even like have the friend assistance like that it wasn't even leaning on other people there but as sure as heck during practices showed people stuff i asked yep. my friend um jeremy chan to show me mm. how to do a certain like leg moves so Absolutely. i can do floor work because my Absolutely. floor was trash so mm. it actually again it like it wasn't all me it was always like i always had these people around me yeah that that were so supportive of my of my individuality and i just my passion for not looking like anyone else and being the most like me was so strong because i had those friends i had jeff Columbus, i had miss van horn i had i just had such a beautiful foundation of of love and support for me being me and that's what i still value the most right now
0: i i'm about to (laughs) i'm about to play this back when this is aired oh my god oh my god wow first of all thanks for sharing that thanks for asking because that's like especially even you talking about diamond bar like that feeling of yeah like we beat my idols yeah, yeah yeah but we beat it for being us yeah and and also like cultivating that culture from being a high school coach as well yeah that is so important to give kids at that age, the agency to be like, no, we'll, we're gonna create it. Yeah. And this is something that we've done, whether mm-hmm. that be someone choreographs, and we all do it like something we're doing together. So you built that community. Yeah. And that's, oh my god, I, I have mean, goosebumps. That's I, beautiful. I, I
1: joined into that community and was able to help cultivate it beautiful. more, but like, wow. blessed that I had such people that they never told me my moves were bad. Right. They've always suggested better options, Oof. you know,
0: I can't. Okay, well, last one. I do have one oh, more question. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. For no, the, it's fine. You know what I mean? We out here, yep, you know, we're, we're, we're talking on that mm-hmm. mic or whatever. Yep. But um in the same sense, you asked me earlier mm. about that voice in my head mm. and how that kind of evolved or softened as Vimo mm. kind of expanded. In the same way for you how has that voice or how has that like support system for mm. you expanded with steezy because this has been such a long journey and now yeah. it's come to the point i mean again you're about to hit like what one million subs, one million subs on so YouTube, from the yeah. beginning where your mindset was at as the beginning of steezy started yeah. to now how is that inner voice kind of changed for you
1: remember when i said that i i never brought people in mm-hmm. and i just felt so blessed by it yeah i'm so much less afraid to ask for support Oof. like i've because i like how cool is it that i literally just have people that like want to give me support exactly like exactly i that's such a privilege to have
0: mm-hmm.
1: and now instead of expecting remember we had this conversation individually like yes. we we're just on the couch somewhere and we are chatting before <laughs> um a few months ago but mm-hmm. we were talking about like the expectation of other people closing those gaps in your life yes and how that is something that just eats you alive mm-hmm. it's 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 I don't say the term that's toxic very much but Mm -hmm. that is toxic yeah Yeah. that is that is the thing that that's going to keep you away from people because you're waiting for them to text you you're waiting for them to show up to your event without you asking some people people got lives yeah and it's it's such a privilege when they do close that gap without you asking but if that's our expectation for life we're not going to get first of all a lot of things that we want Mm. we're not going to get that because we want it yeah I want my friends to yeah, be there Period. but you know I, I wanted to do it for me I want them right. to like want to be there like mm. no a lot of them want to be there some of them are just bad at keeping schedules yep. some mm-hmm. of them are are focused on the thing that's really important in their life which they should be mm-hmm. and if you ask them some of them will be like oh no, wait I can move that around yeah Yep. now I am so much more okay with celebrating myself wow. that that voice in my head doesn't say like like clay you uh like you did good but you know you need that. You need people to be there. You need that feedback. Now it's like, Mm. Clay, hit them up.
0: Yeah. Tell them them to be here, you know?
1: And then also, instead of like being in my mind Mm. about like, I'm just going to celebrate myself. Yeah. I am. I'm also in a space that's so much quicker to celebrate other people.
0: Oh. That's and
1: that that really allows me to also appreciate myself more. Of course. like And it, to me, honestly, it's not altruistic. Yeah. I'm not in a place where it's like, I do good for other people without receiving back. No, yeah, I no, 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 no really good no, 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 no. about making other people feel good. Yes. And yes. I have found that I'm okay with that. Mm. I'm going to be okay with uplifting people and that yes. makes me feel good. Yeah, period. Um, And I don't do it every single day. Mm. I do it when it's real. I do yeah, it when, when it's it authentic right, and yes. I'm just going to word vomit. Yeah. my love for people. Yes. And I think doing that allows me to appreciate every person that just enters into my life. It mm-hmm. allows me to also not think like, will they come? Will they do this? R- oh, no, right. I've loved on this person, I'll ask them, they can't show up. I've also told myself by telling someone else like how you do your podcast, mm-hmm. I've outwardly processed to another person what I appreciate about them, yep. if they don't show up to my stuff. I still love yeah, them. And I've I, already, mm. I, I've i acknowledged that through speaking it. So Beautiful. That voice in my head has matured into a place that's just, it's just so much easier wow. to live without yeah. expectation of other people closing gaps that I can close for myself if I'm just being respectful and
0: loving. <sighs> but, um, <psh. laughs> and here we sit. And here we it's sit. It's Studio. Oh, that is again thank you for sharing that that is so beautiful what an honor to be here like it really is an honor to be here like even before um i got here today i was just looking at the episode with philip shabit mm-hmm. and again i mentioned before that uh, even before i started dancing i watched so you think you can dance yeah and like i told my mom this morning when i left I like, guess who did this? The same thing that I did before this, and she freaked out. She <laughs> oh. was like, What? And then she was like, Oh my god, that's crazy. But again, to be at a point where I can be at this place in my career, but also to like have a good conversation with a good friend yeah. and just to really feel safe to express is like, it's like wild to like be in this moment that I could feel like I've achieved something that I've wanted to do. Yeah. And again, little Danielle that felt. Like i needed to be famous to be interviewed or to be famous to speak freely yeah. is being fulfilled right now in this moment so wow thank you for having me
1: thank you for being here one mm. last thing one yes. last random give it to me it's it's kind of an affirmation but oh give it to so, me. so so uh do you know how many followers you have i don't i i don't mm, actually i i'm not 100 i'm sure.
0: Last time I checked it was 19 K
1: 19 K. That's a whole lot of people. But do you know what's really interesting? What is that your 19 K and I'm just thinking from like, tech company, like Mm -hmm. ideas has a ridiculous amount of engagement, a huge amount of engagement. I'm telling you that people with your number of followership in Mm -hmm. there do not get the numbers you get. And you know what that means? What? It means that the vanity number of followers is less applicable to you because you have heavier impact wow. you have people that engage with you every single video you've got 100 200 comments on something mm-hmm. you know like screw the likes no you've got people who love you and you have this impact even in the social media sense that a lot of people has, like, they, they don't know that mm-hmm. about themselves because i see people with 100k followers mm-hmm. and they don't even get your engagement wow so your engagement and the actual like outpouring of love mm. is it's actually ridiculous in in a data <sighs> sense wow engagement rate is huge on yours <laughs> Whoa. so just letting you know that maybe on the vanity number yeah. sense mm. of followership you know 19k isn't 30k isn't 50k isn't yeah. 100k but it is is not literally the most impactful 19k I've ever seen ever People love you.
0: God, that is, ooh, that is wild to think about. <laughs> that really is because that that does matter to me. Yeah, like yeah, I I do like numbers and um, you know likes and followers are so important and especially as a dancer as a choreographer because people to look get, at that when how you they get book, gigs. Yeah, you know what I mean to get books, but to know that most of those people are engaging with my work. Um, consistently means a lot rather than having a large number of people yeah. that just follow me just because you know they saw something cool once yeah and then it's like a ghost follow but that would means you a rather lot.
1: be known or respected you are respected wow. and through your podcast being better known <sighs> on an individual level just want to say thank you for being here thank, thank you for you always me. being your authentic self thank you being the ultimate hype person wow and, no you've
0: um, been yeah. the ultimate hype person for me <laughs> no really like even like you mentioned the couch conversations that we had months ago or even when i um come in to do some something for Steezy and we end up just like lightly catching yeah. up those conversations stick with me to the point where i'm using it now in my interpersonal relationships mm. and your the conversations that we've had have literally like shifted and saved some of the relationships with my friends and family oh. to this day so thank you thank you thank you so much of course wow
1: danielle it's been a pleasure <laughs> we're gonna go uh we're gonna go work on we're gonna go dance that other crazy video we're gonna go after dance this. y'all will see it soon but uh yeah uh you know do you have any interesting projects coming up um just world of dance or world
0: of dance got my podcast you know where to find me on instagram yep. i'm here at steezy you know what i mean Take um, classes you know what i mean take that class take them tutorials mm-hmm. um go peep me in the three choreographers you know because i'd be i'd be a veteran on there she's a veteran and it's not gonna stop because i'm gonna keep coming back and y'all cannot get rid of me and that's a promise um but yeah other than that uh, that's it that's it i'm just i'm happy to be where i'm at right now love that Mm.
1: thank you danielle
0: thank you for having me thank you
1: everyone for listening to the steezy podcast and we'll see you in the next one adios Thanks again for tuning in. Again, this podcast was brought to you by us, Steezy Studio. Be sure to get your dance on today, too. So if you want to get some exercise in, take a Steezy Sweat class. If you want to just vibe out and feel good, you definitely need to check out a good groove along. Or if you're up for the challenge, it's time to finally start one of those advanced classes you've been eyeballing. We'll see you in class. This podcast was produced and edited by Josh Jang. And the theme music for the podcast is Tempo by Neiman.